Welcome to Dragon Talk. Thanks for having me on Dragon Talk. Shelly is here, as is good Greg Tito. We're very excited. We came from L.A. We're flapping all the way home. <laughs> uh, we're actually recording this before D&D Live Aww. 2019, The Descent. But we wanted to, because we're taking a couple of weeks off from recording live in our studio. Yeah. But we did record a whole bunch of, well, dozens of hours of content at D&D in Live. In a new studio. In a new studio yeah. with a lot of things going on. In Hollywood. We announced a lot of adventures, a lot of content, a lot of products. <coughs> a lot more coughing. Yep, and coffee. And coffee. We drank a lot of coffee as we were interviewing these folks. Uh, so we wanted to give you some of that content on the podcast feed uh, while we were while we were away, while we were taking some time off. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. You're going to love it. First up is uh, a repeat of, uh, well, I don't know, we'll see. We're going to do a B segment that's going to give you some information about uh, some of the new products coming up. Uh, so maybe, maybe this is the one that you're in. Maybe we'll show out that one in this second episode. Maybe. What do you think? I hope I'm in it. All right. Well, let's listen to Shelly, uh, as well as a lot of other fun people talking about some new D&D products coming out very soon. Hi, guys. Hey. Welcome. Welcome to the stage. We've been talking a lot about hell, a lot about gross, bleeding Google searches. I know. Um, <laughs> just another day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's introduce all of you, in case people don't know you. Let's start over here. Who are you? What do you do? How will people in Dungeons & Dragons know you? Uh, well, uh, my name is Stacey King, and I'm a freelance writer. I'm actually working on my first project for Dungeons & Dragons, which is uh, the Young Adventures Guide series uh, that's coming out. So cool! Yay! Uh, it's been super fun, and I've been co-writing that with uh, Jim Zub and Andrew Wheeler, who unfortunately couldn't be here. Yeah, so. we are super pumped for people to read these books. Yeah, I can't wait to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But Shelly, hi, I'm Shelly Mazanoble, and the uh, book choirs. No, <laughs> I'm so excited to be in hell. I've never been so freaking excited. Um, I am a brand manager at Wizards on the D and D team, and along with. Greg Tito, everyone's favorite. I co-host Dragon Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what are you here to announce? Stuff. Hell yeah. We're getting yeah. It. <laughs> I'm Kate Welch. I'm a game designer on Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> Give it up for Kate. Yay! Uh, I'm Jim Zub. I write comics, including the official Dungeons & Dragons comic series I've been doing since 5th edition launch. And I co-wrote uh, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and this just feels like the greatest Dungeons and Dragons prom ever because I've like yeah. so many cool projects. Uh, as uh, they were mentioning, I got to do the story push for uh, Descent to Invernus. We brainstormed a bunch of this crazy stuff back in 2017. And now it's here, guys. We're all going to hell, and you're coming with me. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, this sucker right here, by the way, I put it down. This is a soul coin. Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, souls. And, well, you need some way to spend those souls once the devils get their due. And uh, so this is something I came up with with Adam. And we joked around. We were like, man, we got to make, like, coins someday when this thing comes out. And I got one, like, 20 minutes ago, and it's real. Just we please be careful with that. There's oh, I mean, it's heavy morally. There's a soul in there. It does. It's, uh, it feels good. I mean, it feels bad. It feels real bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm very conflicted about this. Yeah. You were talking about the weight backstage. Yeah, Tell yeah, it's got a moral weight. If, yeah. you have more than, if you have more than one of them as a, uh, as a good character, it really genuinely weighs you down. Uh, whereas devils will use them as ammunition or fuel or uh, some of them will skip them across, you know, the river Styx. He said weight. <laughs> He said devils. He said, he said, he said we. we. Yeah. I, I mean, too. them. Those guys. That. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, they're good. Before oh. we move away, because we have lots of fun things to talk about, but before we move away from talking about this adventure, Chris did mention the abyssal chickens. Yes. It's me a great story about how those came about. The, so I just, the abyssal chicken may be the greatest invention. I can't take credit for that. Uh, artist Max Dunbar, who you guys might know from Legends of Baldur's Gate. Give it up for Max. <laughs> I won't embarrass him. He's in the audience, mm-hmm. but he won't, he won't stand up because he's too embarrassed. Or will he? Yeah. Or will he? Max Dunbar, stand up, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> so 
so Max uh, was trying to put together concept art for uh, Descent to Averse and needed something for scale and was like, we need like some wildlife or something to show. And they were like, it's hell. There's no wildlife. And he's like, well, what if there's like a birds or flocks of something? And eventually this idea of abyssal chicken came up. <laughs> They're disgusting. They're wonderful. You guys are going to love them. They're Everyone horrifying. Want, they'll want a pet. Yeah, and they yeah. kick your ass. They're great. Really? Yeah. They're powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Max and I worked together on the Legends of Baldur's Gate comic series, and he's been doing the covers for the comic series ever since. And everyone keeps telling us, like, man, I wish you guys, Max and you, would do uh, more D&D comics together. I wish you guys would do more D&D comics together. So today we're announcing uh, Dungeons & Dragons Infernal Tide. Oh, it just so happens the Baldur's Gate heroes, including Minsk and Boo, are going to Avernus. Drawn by Max Dunbar. Uh, we are going buck. And what's amazing is my scripts are going to be so terse because I'm just going to say, all that stuff you design, do that. <laughs> it's a blood war. Draw that. So, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be the easiest script I've ever written. And it's going to be the most beautiful book we've ever done. I can't wait for people to read it. Yeah, tell me if people have never dabbled yet in Dungeons & Dragons comics, what can right. they expect? So when I set out to do the D&D comic back in 2014, I wanted it to feel like you're playing a D&D game. Like not, not that we're going to call out stats or have dice rolls, but that there was a sense of spontaneity to it. And the great thing about having Minsk and Boo is there's a real... You know, he just kind of does what he wants. Um, so, so there are those turns that happen in the stories where Minsk will tear off on a thing, and you can almost feel the dungeon master, maybe the writer, uh, struggling to keep this thing on the rails. And it's a real joy, joyful kind of adventurous quality. So we've done four miniseries so far. We did Legends of Baldur's Gate, Shadows of the Vampire, Frost Trans Fury, and recently Evil at Baldur's Gate. And I wanted to make sure we settled the team back in, uh, you know, in Baldur's Gate because I knew, as I knew, we were going to take them from there, you know, with, into Descent and Avernus kind of content. And so the stuff that you're reading about in the source book, you're going to be able to see some of that play out on the page. Big, beautiful, amazing artwork and a, just a wild story. The biggest, most epic thing we've ever put to the page. And, and stuff that's described in those books, we get to do pages and pages of cool, lush artwork and... and yeah, I'm going to make uh, Max cry with the amount of stuff he has to draw. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, Kate was, Kate was mentioning our living our Mad Max Fury Road fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, can you tell us about what kind of visuals we could maybe expect here if, um, you know, people are just getting their hands on the books? They haven't sure. seen the source book yet. Tell us a little bit about some of your favorite ideas visually. Oh, well, I don't want to reveal too much of the story stuff. It's all, we, we're all dancing around yeah. some of the big plot points, mm-hmm. so I don't want to get too crazy about those aspects of it. But the Blood War obviously plays a big part in it, and some of the huge, just gargantuan uh, war machines um, and, the, and the way the Blood War plays out, uh, there's this... Well, it's called the Infernal Tide. It's literally this tide of bone, disgusting amounts of uh, corpses and creatures that are going to wash over uh, gross, people that dude. get in the way. It's, yeah, gross. You were just talking about... I was about backstage while you talked about a huge wound oh. in the ground. <laughs> we were just trying to keep up with you. That's, yeah, point. yours is worse. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really awesome stuff. It's uh, just this heavy metal wonderland of, of kookiness and... Uh, you know, and our, our uh, hamster-laden heroes. It's going to be a good time all around. Nothing bad better happen to Boo. Yeah. So anyways, bad. I'm really excited about... <laughs> no, nothing bad happened to Nothing happened. I'm having a real good time. <laughs> it's going to be tons of fun. You can well, go, Boo. That's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there we just lost half our audience. <laughs> one good, so, yeah. Is there any particular thing yet that you have in mind that you would want to point out, like, hey, don't miss this, or... A little thing you'd like to tease about the comics before we move on to talking about Sure. Um, hmm, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, there is a really cool sequence that takes place, a combat that takes place in Candle Keep uh, before they end up twisting themselves down to hell. And, uh, yeah, it's like this bonkers action scene that's going to take place in the Grand Library that I can't wait for people to see play out. Books can be weapons. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. I think that's true, like, metaphorically and physically. I think so. Okay. We're pretty literal about it here. Awesome. (laughs) Great. Well, I want to transition from talking about that to talking about what I believe you're here to tell us about, Shelly. Do you want to tell us? About me to say the name. You can say the name. So tell us about Dungeon Mayhem. Dungeon Mayhem. You guys like Dungeon Mayhem? Have you guys played Dungeon Mayhem? 
It's yeah. awesome, right? So fun, right? It is. It's so if you haven't played Dungeon Mayhem, it is our, our card game that we released last fall. It's a D&D themed, totally easy to get into, easy to learn, fast-paced, family-friendly game. And I mean, what I think the world just needs more mayhem, right? <laughs> so yeah. we are um, that game was obviously like the first thing that people said when they played it, they were like, well, so when's the expansion coming? <laughs> well, obviously, it's built for expansion, so we're yep. making an expansion. Yay! And it's coming out this September, and you will get to play characters that will be familiar if you ever played any of the Baldur's Gate um, video games. What a Jahara. strong thematic we have going on here. <laughs> the awesome shape-shifting druid. She is one of the, the new character decks, as well as... Minsk and Boo! Yay! And the, card, the decks are they're fully playable with the four original decks, so we're just giving you more options to play with. And the art is fantastic. We worked with Jake Parker on this set. He is uh, an illustrator that you may know from the Inktober Art Challenge. He was the founder of that. And I think he just had an awesome time doing it. Yes. Boo is so cute! <laughs> so cute. And I, our awesome graphic designer at Wizards, Trish Yoakum, was frantically building me um, mock-ups of all the cards to bring today here. So um, I will, if, you've, if we run into each other, I'll, I'll have them, and I will gladly sh I'll spoil them all. I will show you everything. <laughs> we can even play. Like it's, we'll, yeah. we'll just play. So Fun in hell. Yeah. If you guys have not played Dungeon Mayhem, <laughs> it's, a, it's a card game, and it's, so, it's, like Shelly said, so fun and so easy. Um, <clears throat> definitely go pick it up. It's it's the best. Yeah. Yep. Fun and frantic. Like it, it is, is very, it is very, very really well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, interested because we spent so much time talking about like you know corpse waves. Yeah. And games yeah. Games. It's a little change. <laughs> and, and then you mentioned family friendly. So right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the difference between this. Like where are some of the themes that we'll see that we recognize, and then where are some of the things that are maybe a little bit lighter than you would see. Well, it's it's definitely it's lighter just in general. Like the art is very whimsical. It's very. Um, they, we use icons a lot, so the younger kids who maybe aren't as strong readers, they don't really have to read that much. They just are used to like looking at the icons and knowing what to do based on that. And I mean, I, I play it with my five-year-old, and we say eight and up, but I think you know, kids yeah. five and up can play it. Or I mean, I, I, we actually have a very cute video of a three-year-old playing it. So Aww. yeah. So and in that sense, it's just it's meant to just be like a, something you want to. <clears throat> play in between your D&D games or just while you're just waiting for a meeting to start. Like we and the nice thing is the pack is so small. I like and throw it in my luggage mm -hmm. when I'm just going to travel to conventions. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is a good little pickup. Yep. Absolutely. And is the, the expansion, does it have a name? Oh, yeah. It's actually called Battle for Baldur's Gate. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was realizing, because sometimes these kinds of games can be gateways or like yeah. introdu introductory tools to help somebody um, learn about the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And we may have some people watching who are using this event to kind of learn more about yeah. Dungeons and Dragons or the lore. We've talked a lot about Min Minsk and Boo, mm -hmm. and I realized that some people may be like, who, who is that? Can you, right. can one of you tell us a little bit about that? Tell you a little bit about Minsk and Boo. What's happening? <laughs> They want you to tell them. They need you to tell them. Yeah, Stop looking it. at me. Right. Tell, tell so uh, I can do that. So Minsk and Boo are these uh, fan favorite <laughs> characters from the Baldur's Gate video games, and for me, they honestly represent the very playful kind of side of Dungeons and Dragons. As much as we do high drama and big action and intensity, and that is a great part of the game and something I love deeply. They really have a there's a spontaneous and a silly and a playful quality to the way that they approach adventure. And adventure is what they're here for. They're here to prove their heroes and well I say they it is uh, this what we call adult ranger who may not always remember things properly and may not know where he is at any particular time um, and his animal companion who is a small hamster uh, not just any hamster. He's a miniature giant space hamster. Right. Thank you. Um, and they communicate, and uh, maybe he is Minsk's moral core, or maybe he is his advisor, or maybe he is the devil on his shoulder. But whatever it may be, uh, Minsk and Boo are going to get themselves in trouble and adventure and save people at the same time, whether or not they intend to. Um, so in the original continuity of the Baldur's Gate video games, it takes place over a century ago. But in the Legends of Baldur's Gate comic, uh, I found a tricky way to bring them into current continuity where they now lie. And that's why they're in all the games and all the stuff now, because people really have embraced those characters and love them um, as 
even a fraction as much as I do, it's, uh, it's such a joy to have them now mm-hmm. playing around, yeah. Yeah, we saw them represented last year. I don't know. Hopefully we'll see some of them this year. We have lots of content coming, so who knows? Lots of fun stuff in yeah. the wings. Yeah, it's going to be great. But we just talked about um, getting people interested in Dungeons & Dragons or maybe making it more accessible. We right. talked about playing with kids. So I want to talk now about these Young Adventurers Guides. Yes. Can you tell us, give us the, the description of what is a Young Adventurers Guide? Uh, so the idea with this is to give kids, uh, give readers of all types, uh, ages 8 and plus, uh, an entry point into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So it's focusing uh, less on the rules. We don't actually get into statistics and dice rolling and stuff yet in these books. What we're doing is introducing you to the concepts of Dungeons and Dragons, how characters work, the different races, the different classes, how those combine, how you would equip a character to go out on adventures. Um, and also in like Monsters and Creatures, doing kind of a guideline to the different types of creatures that you might encounter. A lot of these are obviously combat-based, but we tried to flesh it out so you can uh, look at the broad scope of what you can do with Dungeons and Dragons. So there's some encounters that are more, uh, you know, flumps, for example, mm. where uh, you're more negotiating with them or having unusual interactions. Mm-hmm. How would you imagine that someone uses a book like this? Uh, well, I mean, they're great because you can kind of pick them up and flip through. They're designed to be able to, you know, start reading from kind of anywhere. So a kid who's really obsessed can dig in and just read them cover to cover, or you can kind of uh, dip in and out as interest uh, flip through. There's uh, about 70 new pieces of original art in each of the books. Ooh. So yeah. uh, you can flip through and just uh, read in on whatever catches your eye on a particular day. It was really cool. As I was flipping through, it, it kind of gave me a lot of simplified understanding of some of the monsters that I'm really familiar with. Yeah. Um, for example, I think there was a section that's like, when you meet this, this monster, you may want to do this, but don't do this. You know, it, and that helped me, actually, even as a player. I was like, oh, duh, I should have thought about that monster yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, we really wanted to encourage the idea of thinking about Dungeons & Dragons as a storytelling thing mm-hmm. and to look at some of the things that kids can really learn from playing the game, which is... Uh, things like creative problem solving, mm. right? Do you need to fight those gob- goblins or can you just pay them off and they'll go away? Right. Uh, you know, things like uh, working collaboratively. So it's really focused on how what you're doing, Dungeons and Dragons, is telling a story with your friends mm-hmm. and that you're all working together to come up with a narrative that you're all going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things, yeah. I remember as a kid that we would do a lot of that kind of like role-playing play that didn't have any rules. So it seems like there's kind of guidelines in here that come from the rules, but they aren't spelled out. Yeah, right. part of what we get into is actually some of the logic behind the rules. So we talk about uh, why different races are the way that they are, like that elves live really long and that creates a detachment from reality and, or, or detachment from kind of the day-to-day concerns. Mm. And so we don't really get into things like racial bonuses and so on. It's more about what's the kind of character that you want to portray and which uh, combination of race and class is going to let you tell a story about that kind of person. Right, and I saw that there's, um, there's a... a combat rating style thing for the monsters as well? Yeah, for all the monsters we did a simplified version of the 1 to 20 danger rating, so it's Mm. actually just a 1 to 5 scale, and so when you're flipping through you can get a pretty good feel of, oh, these guys would be pretty easy to take on, and oh, I definitely don't want to fight one of them. Right. (laughs) And I also saw a cool flow chart for the character making. Yes, yeah, that's something that uh, Jim actually put together, and it's uh, basically uh, in both the Warriors and Weapons book that comes out this summer and in a future Spellcasters Focus book, there's a flowchart to help you decide um, betw- if you're sort of trying to figure out what kind of character you want to make. Do you want to be uh, more a front line or do you want to be kind of backup? Uh, do you want to be more sneaky or more direct in how you handle your attacks? And in following through and answering those questions will help you give some guidance as to the kinds of characters you might want to explore to have those uh, types of adventures you're looking for. Yeah, we, really, we wanted kids to be able to just answer a series of questions and get excited about making a character first, not overwhelm them with charts or dice rolls or anything like that. So then either a parent or a friend, they can either pick up the starter set later or you can then take them to an adventures you know, uh, demo at your local game store. And then they take that character idea and we say, okay, now roll these dice. But we didn't want you to worry about stats. We wanted to think about what do you imagine yourself being? What are your goals? What are you excited about visually? And one of the things that 10Speed got behind us on is I said, look, as much new artwork as possible. Because to me, I wanted, first of all, our focal point to be slightly different than the art that's in the player's handbook and the monster manual. And I didn't want to just feel like we were reducing those books down to a simpler version. This is very specifically built for this audience, a new player, someone who's coming at this completely fresh. 
And they came back to us and said, how about all new artwork? And I said, mm. yes, that also works. Uh, so there's more than 70 new pieces in there. They're wonderful, really beautiful. We're going to have the books here, so stop us when you see us. Check them out. Flip through it. They're just beautiful, lush, uh, illustrated books. And in the, even the encounters and stuff that we put together were like, here's a, a short fiction piece, and at the end there's some questions, the kind of questions a dungeon master might ask mm. you. What would you do in this scenario? Would you run? Would you fight? But also things that get a little bit more subtle. Hey, if you lie to these guys, maybe you'll get away with it, but if you don't, they'll be even more angry. Mm. You know, those kinds of things to get the reader into the mindset of you are in control of your own story, and by the choices you make, you're going to make something cool. You know? mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I... I think that when we make these kinds of projects and we're thinking about kids, like you said, we're, we're thinking about um, decision-making skills or growing or learning. What were some of the things that were really important to the development of this book and what do you think um, parents can look to bring out through these books with their kids? Uh, well, I mean, we have a ton of parents who approach us about, you know, they're interested in getting their kids into Dungeons & Dragons, but for whatever reason, the original Player's Handbook can be a little intimidating or, or just a little impenetrable to get started because... Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's so many charts and stuff, and you're like, I don't know what of this I need to know. So this is really focusing that down to what you need to know about the world, about how the characters work, about how, um, you know, you're going to interact with monsters and locations and things like that. Um, cool. Yeah. A cool way to share with, with your kids. Yeah, we, it's we, incredible. We, yeah, we're yeah. always so <laughs> Now, uh, moving from talking about Dungeons and Dragons with kids, now to talking about something maybe um, that you would recognize more in adult pop culture. <laughs> adult yeah. swim, even. a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me a little bit about uh, what we can expect in the comic world from you. Yeah. So, uh, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. How many of you have read Rick and Morty versus D and D? You guys like that? Good. Yeah. Fun. You, it was good fun, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Rothfuss and. Uh, Troy Little and I put this monstrous, insane thing that shouldn't exist out into the universe. And it worked. For some insane reason, it worked. I got to give, Pat really came to the project with like a mission statement. And what he said was, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is, you know, killing monsters and gathering treasure and experience points, but it's also about spending time with the people you care about. And uh, Rick and Morty is edgelord humor and stupid violence and swearing, but it's also about dysfunctional people trying to learn to live with each other. And I read that, and I was like, man, we can, we can really do something special with this. And then Troy stepped in with just brilliant artwork. If you haven't had a chance to read it, please do. I'm biased, but the, the response to it has been phenomenal, so phenomenal, that we all were kind of taken aback. I think Wizards was taken aback, and IDW and Oni, the people who co-published the comic, were taken aback. And the ideas keep flowing, and we can't stop. And uh, so Troy Little and I are happy to announce uh, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons 2. The <laughs> and it is, uh, it is called The Painscape, and it's going to be <laughs> a twisted turn in uh, Rick's... Um, I don't want to give away too much. Let's say that Rick has made a lot of failed characters back in first edition. <laughs> And in all the infinite dimensions and all the multiverses out there, those characters exist. And they're very angry at him. (laughs) And so last time they went to Faerun and they went through five editions of D&D. And this time, D&D is coming to Earth and it's not taking any prisoners. (laughs) So we're incredibly excited about it. It's going to be an absolute ripping mad adventure. Uh, The first issue, we just released the cover as the press embargo went up, and it's a riff on the Mad Mage uh, source book. So you've got uh, this insane Rick covered in the cloak with many eyes, and it's just like this bonkers uh, wild ride. So we cannot wait for people to check it out. Uh, Like last time, we're going to have character sheet covers. We're going to have all sorts of fun throwbacks, nostalgia. But we're also pushing out into a lot of really funky 5th edition elements that I think people are going to enjoy. What do you mean by that? Um, Well, I want to keep so many secrets. Um, (laughs) Let's say that the stuff that Summer and Morty learned on their adventures in Faerun have not completely faded, and they might be able to use some of those skills to keep themselves alive uh, in the here and now. Yeah. So someone should go back definitely and read oh, volume absolutely. one first. Yeah, it's, it, it, like we made sure that you could jump right in, but um, there's definitely some fun throwbacks. And I got to dig into my 
voluminous collection of D&D. And like last time, Pat and I were having so much fun riffing on old nostalgia from Dungeons & Dragons. So if you, you can read the book and not know any of the old stuff, and you'll still get a good sense of it. But the little cameos uh, that we poked in there, poor Troy, we were sending him just reams and reams of visual reference. And he was having an absolute ball, injecting as much of it as possible in there. And we're doing the same thing here. I've been literally sending him maps of particular modules so he can draw these cutaway views of dungeons that Rick is going to be pulled into from the old school. And uh, yeah, yeah, it is just absolute chaos in a way that uh, this thing even exists kind of blows me away. When I first got approached by doing this project, I literally said to Sarah Gatos, who approached me with it, I said, that sounds like a really fun combination. It'll never happen. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, you got two huge license holders and they're not going to want us to do that. And she's like, no, but it'd be great. Sure, it'd be really great. And, and here we are. Like, you know, the book came out. It's a huge hit. People love it. And we're just going to push it until uh, we either break it or people lose their minds. So we're very <laughs> excited. Uh, yeah, this is literally, I'm having so much fun with this thing. And it feels like we can't, uh, we can't go crazy enough. Well, speaking of that, I think there's one other thing that fans are going to be really excited about if they love Rick and Morty and Dungeons & Dragons. Right, so we... We don't want to be selfish, you know. We don't want to hold on to this so tightly. So we thought, what if, what if you guys could go on a Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons adventure yourself? What if Rick was your dungeon master? What if Rick was your dungeon master? (laughs) So one of the things we're very happy to announce is Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons, or Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons Dragons versus Rick and Morty, Morty. the adventure module. A tabletop role-playing adventure. adventure. Yes. This is... So, yeah, I, I always mix up the title. So it's Dungeons and Dragons yes, versus Rick and Morty. One, we yes. did that particularly to confuse you. I know. <laughs> I'm so used to saying RM D&D, and now it's D&D yep. RM. Just but yeah. So uh, Rick is your dungeon master. He's going to ruin everything you've ever loved and your own self-esteem, and maybe you'll have a really good time. Uh, it's going to be oh, really, yeah. really nuts. We're tearing open uh, the game paradigm. And Kate has been uh, the best. We've been working away on this thing. Kate. Yeah. Hey, I, just, I, would, I just have to say, because Kate is the, the lead on this project, and there is like, no greater person to work on this. <laughs> also, this, this guy doesn't say no to anything. No, they were so, like, like, hey, these... it would be cool if maybe you threw some ideas into the pot. Yeah. And then I was like, documentation. What do you think? Yeah. And then I was throwing commentary, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Rick would say this, and Rick would do this, and what if we had him go, we could have these charts, and he could have his own critical fumble tables, and da 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 We did a little bit, uh, if you guys... Um, I don't know if any of you were at Emerald City Comic Con this year. We did uh, Rick and Morty versus D&D Live, and I was Rick Sanchez for two hours. You do a, you do a good Rick. Yeah, you do thanks. A good Rick. Uh, I was You were squanchy. <laughs> you squanched it up. You that was a good time. Thank you. Uh, and so we ran two hours of, of this encounter that uh, I actually was ripping liberally from some of the things that we were actually already working on in the adventure, but I didn't tell anyone that. Uh, <laughs> so I was rolling on some of those tables and causing chaos. And the audience had a really good time. Yeah, it was a good show. And, and I had a better time because I was Rick the whole time. That was good. <laughs> working on, on this has been, it's my, my first, so Ghost of Salt Marsh is my first lead product, but this is my first like solo lead. And um, can I talk about what's, I can talk about what's in no, it. No, yeah, we, we should talk Talking points, I know what they are. Um, <laughs> so in this, this is actually not only an adventure, but it's a, it's, it's a box set. Yeah. So this, uh, this box set contains a rule book that has been heavily revised by Rick Sanchez. Annotated, let's say. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> annotated. Um, and then also uh, an adventure, complete custom new adventure that we wrote. Um, i got to give a shout-out again. Uh, Ari Levitch and Adam Lee um, helped to write this. Ryan Hartman from um, Penny Arcade also put a bunch of work into it. Uh, and we ended up banging out this adventure that is, I, I think it's safe to say, like, total horseshit insanity. It is, it is horseshit yeah. insanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, in the kept best sending, way. Yeah. yeah, I kept sending you guys stuff as well, and you were like, that sounds great. And I was like, they've got to stop us at some point. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a limit. We have not found 
found the threshold. I, yeah. I'm really excited that but you it's like, the limit, limit to we don't know what, we yeah. don't know what the limit is with no. this at all, as long as these um, two properties combine. I gotta tell you, they they sent me because once I took on a role where I'm now you're an official freelancer writing game content. They sent me these incredible documentation on how everything's supposed to be formatted, and I literally sent back an email that goes, "Rick's not following any of that." <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot That's of not how Rick do. Yeah, and, uh, I've had to. Rick is yeah. Rick is not an actual entity. <laughs> I have had to like fight Rick <laughs> on this product. Um, but yeah, writing. So writing in the, the adventure, got to write in Rick's voice, um, and the the box set also contains not only a set of dice, but a. <laughs> Totally kick-ass DM screen. It is glorious. Um, that Troy Little, I think we well, sent... Troy Little did a lot Troy of Little, the art for this. Troy Little yeah. did all the art for yep. this, I'm pretty sure. We and love you, Troy. Yeah. We love you, Troy. <laughs> you also don't say no to anything. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so let me tell you the story. We sent it. we don't have a minute, but we sent the DM screen art description to Troy, and it was, it's like four panels of complete insanity, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say he sent us back a complete sketch. Yeah. He had no revisions in like, I don't know, an hour. Yeah. Like, he, the, the dude is insane. He's he is amazing. so good. And I cannot wait for you guys to play You're this hot this. garbage. It's so good. <laughs> Again, with it. the perfect place to end. <laughs> cannot oh, wait. I'll go now. For Stop. the hot garbage. Thank you guys so much. Let's hear Thank it. Thank you so much. Right, you guys can go ahead. Thank you. That was uh, really great to see you on stage talking all about the amazing products that are coming out, like the expansion for Dungeon Mayhem called... What's it called? Battle for Baldur's Gate. Battle for Baldur's Gate. Why are you saying it? Because it's it's real. Ah, You've already said it on stage in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. We are time travelers. We go back. We go forward. We snap. We kill everyone. We snap. Everyone's back again. It's like... Back and forth. We can control anything. Yeah. I am the Lizard King. Shelly can do anything. A marshmallow. <laughs> uh, but we also recorded, in addition to that, on the main stage, Shelly and I did many, many, many interviews with our partners and vendors uh, from the smaller mini studios that were going live from D&D Live. Um, you can find out all about the videos on demands and everything that you can find out from D&D Live at dnd.wizards.com slash D&D Live 2019. Go look for all of them there. They're on all of our uh, channels, such as Twitch, not to mention Mixer, Facebook Live, YouTube, YouTube. and uh, Twitter video. Uh, but there are amazing, amazing ones. But we are going to show you in audio form some of those interviews yes. uh, for the next uh, couple of bits. They're awesome. short interviews. We'll string three of them together. And uh, let's listen to them right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dragon Talk. Oh, Greg is the coffee's kicking <laughs> the in. The coffee's kicking in. <laughs> Greg I'm finally is getting excited. Up. Welcome. I'm Greg. This is Shelley. Yep. And we have Stephen David Ward. Hey. hey. Good morning. Good morning. From Ludia, who's making a fantastic Ludia. game. It's a, imminent. It's imminently launching. Imminent launching World. worldwide. Currently in uh, soft launch in Canada on uh, Android and iOS. It is uh, Warriors of Waterdeep. I don't know if you can Yay. see the big dragon face on the big tablet. I swiped one of the tablets from our uh, demo area in, uh, in the marketplace where we're inviting people to uh, test their affinity for joy in this hellish place and their memories of heroism <laughs> by going through and punching a gelatinous cube. I want Maybe to do fighting it. an iron golem. You want to do it? Yeah. Well, come on. We'll come on over. We'll do it. Yes, go do it. Because they're. You know. Punch a cube. I want to actually fight a cube for <laughs> real. Like you know, they have those those places now where you can just like go in and like break a bunch of plates, like like anger release rooms. Like this is actually. Well, a you thing. know what? This takes you up a little. You should have bit. like a punch a cube room. <laughs> This, you know what, you, you get all of that uh, adrenaline rush and, uh, of course, a little bit of blood-curdling terror in that uh, on your morning uh, bus ride. Maybe a, little, going, maybe a little goo. Uh, uh, uh. Nice. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea, is trying to do it one year, like, small, bite-sized. Exactly. Yeah. So this of... is, yeah, so it's a mobile game, right? So, you know, like a three-minute game session, type, something like that, to play during the commute, commercial break, while the DM's looking up some particularly obscure rules. Meeting. So you just yep. go through and... Uh, it's a tactical. <laughs> I'll just call it work. Sorry, I didn't pick that up until. <laughs> work. It's work, Nathan. It's work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's always work. It's always work. I've re- I'll never convince Research. my mother I have a real job. Ever. Oh, Ever. yeah. Ever. No, it's well, impossible. You, you do have elf ears on. <laughs> <laughs> do I? You know what? I he woke up like this. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> so. 
Mom's first Twitch experience will be her last. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what? So how the gameplay works yes. is. Uh, You've got uh, four, a team of four heroes out of a roster of eight that you've unlocked, you know, sort of over the course of play. You've uh, geared them up with the magic items that give them their abilities, so you, your cleric can be exactly as uh, combat-oriented or as healing-oriented as you want. Send them into the dungeons, and uh, you have a tactical uh, dungeon-clearing experience where you pick your move or uh, attack action or your spell, manage your resources, and try to clear each room of whatever happens to be in there. Lots of cubes. I'm a big fan of... Uh, playing the areas with cubes, but there's the occasional Odiog, Minotaur, oh. even many, many zombies, which have the annoying habit of uh, reviving right. when you kill them, so they yeah. never stay down. Nice. I don't have a good history well, not of nice, Minotaurs. But yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Uh, okay, so am I playing solo, or do I have a party? Or? Well, so you are controlling a party of four. Okay. So you've got four heroes, and then oh, you... Oh, I get all four of those. You get all four of them, oh. and you can and you control them, and the initiative is, you know, random Multi-test. across the table, so you might have, you know, all your heroes taking their turn, followed by the waves of enemies coming after you, or it might be, you know, a little bit back and forth. It's all random, and sometimes the dice go your way, and sometimes just, they don't. But just like D&D. Yeah, just like D&D. Just but like at least D&D. they don't fall off the table. Just These like tablets D&D. are expensive. Okay, <laughs> and so the response here has been... Oh, it's been extraordinary. Really, people's eyes really light up the first time that they uh, they see you uh, you throw a big swing of the sword and push uh, monsters back towards the end of the um, towards the end of the dungeon also they really get a kick out of uh, dungeon you know dungeon crawling involves choosing which door looks safer or which door huh. looks like it's hiding more wealth so we have like a little hint system and a little read aloud system and even a secret door system to really tempt you into a risk reward situation really? that's cool yeah you're like oh this door is labeled for uh, for Thomas say our halfling fighter Good thing he's in the party, so we'll go and see what's in there. And then you know, everything's a little bit bigger, but the rewards are a little bit richer and a little bit more instant. Right. So that's a lot of fun to, uh, to showcase to the people. What kind of characters are there? So uh, right now we've got eight characters. We've got uh, 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 fighters, cleric. We've got a fighter, a cleric, a wizard, a rogue, you know, the, the, the classic starting. And then we've got uh, characters that, you know, sort of come from the, already come from the books and the other properties. We've got uh, Calliope, the half-elf bard from Force Grey. Nice. We've got oh, cool. Sarvin, the dragonborn ranger. From our um, uh, from uh, Storm King's Thunder and uh, Frost Giant's Fury, the comic books, it was really cool to go, you know, show them to Jim Zub. He's like, look, look, this oh, nice. yes. from this page, from these frames to this, you know, animation sequence when he does this critical hit. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, Rika the Rika the Barbarian and uh, Faraday the Tiefling Warlock. Oh, so there's awesome. some familiar faces yeah. in the game and some new faces to discover. The uh, the first four characters, you know, we worked together, you know, Ludia and Wizards, and so we've got um, uh, Halvinet, who was on this cool sticker that we're giving out at the kiosk. Oh, uh, very nice. Um, love stickers. Those stickers. We love stickers. Well, we have stickers Hello. for both of you. Yeah. Here we go. This is not a hero. This Thank is uh, a Eulithrate. It's one of the bosses in the game. Awesome. That you end up fighting, and uh, of course, uh, you, you may have seen these on uh, people's oh, yeah. bags from time to time. But if you don't have yours, this is Argathical the Dragon. So here, have a oh, have a pin. You. you have joined a club cool. of people who survived that dragon attack. Yes, this been, now people will think like I the did. Icon for the, for yeah. the thing on the. In the, oh, that's right. That's the, the iOS, app. Right? That's the app icon. So you know, you get used to seeing this, uh, yeah, seeing this face always on awesome. your, uh, always on your phone. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> looking at you very and, angrily, about to, uh, about, about to you know, breathe menacingly, fire. but also you know, bring it, yeah, and you'll on. bring it, and you'll uh, leave with some treasure. There'll be so many bringings <laughs> back and forth. Oh, it will be broughten. It'll be broughten. But there are also some NPCs from a Waterdeep that make an appearance too, right? Well, that's right, because, uh, you know, you start out, as all great adventures do, at the Yawning Portal. You start off with Durnin, you know, know, offering to trade your gear and sell your gear from the people that didn't make it the last time. You know, there's always these regular chests for you to Don't make it down into Under Mountain. He's got a dry sense of humor, that Durnin. I like him. Uh, He's very opportunistic. (laughs) Very. You've got to admire that. uh, uh, Mert is also there, bearing messages in the odd healing potion uh, for when you need it, if, you know, inadvertently there's a, a TPK or something that uh, that knocks you out. And you yeah. really wanted to finish that uh, last boss fight in the story so you could unlock the next chapter or unlock the next world. Because we've right. got five worlds in this game for you to explore with multiple chapters and about, uh, about 100 monsters, oh. different types of monsters for you to fight. And uh, finally, the one who rules over it all is uh, Laryl Silverhand. She pops up in, uh, and, and does the read-aloud narration. Oh, uh, the open lord the of Waterdeep herself. Yeah, exactly, going... I can't do this, I've got things, but go. (laughs) I see there's trouble, and I would really like you to go solve this for me. And uh, disappointing me might be bad. So let's go forward and see how this yeah. goes. Awesome. So Canadian fans can check this out right now. Right now, it's actually it's really fun. Um, uh, you know, we get that f- that live feedback from them there, and then popping up on all the social medias and whatever. You know, everybody's eagerly awaiting when it comes out. World. Yeah. So, like we said, you know, imminent uh, next couple of weeks. Oh, really? 
that yeah, is awesome. You don't want to say a real date? Well, you know, you never know with these soon. things. Soon. Soon. We TM. have to say Coming soon. TM, but I mean, we're here. The game is here. We're inviting people. And it looks pe- amazing. So. You can it's descend into Waterdeep. Come on. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much Ship for being it. here, Stephen. Thank, thank you, you for showing us uh, uh, on all the fans that are here at uh, D&D Live what's going on with Warriors of Waterdeep. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I want to encourage everybody to, uh, if they haven't already, pre-register. Go to warriorsofwaterdeep.com. Do it. Get your name in there. Laryl uh, Silverhand has a special starting pack for you if you're on that pre-registration list. So Ooh. let's do that. Ooh. And uh, if Laryl. you're here, visit us at the, uh, at the, at the booth. I'm awesome. doing it right we'll out. check right. it out. Uh, thank you punch so much. <laughs> punch a cube. Punch a cube. <laughs> I'll be the cube. You can just punch, punch me. Punch me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dragon Talk. I'm Greg, and I have Shelly here. And we have Adam from D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond. I guess there yeah. actually is a song that Let's you have Let's just to go, go through the song. You ready? Yeah. You got the perfect war. No, let's not do it. Let's I'm like, not do it. did you see my face? I'm like, who's the song? Oh, it's actually going to happen. you still have a voice after, after all know. these days? I don't know. All the karaoke that has happened. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, both planned and unplanned. Yeah, the karaoke went pretty well, though. It went really uh, you well. know, all these like uh, performers in one place, you know, so it was, it was really was something. Battle, man. I yeah. mean, it was a surprise seeing some people just belt out, you know, Simple Man, you know, and it was just like, whoa, why are you not signed on a label somewhere, you know? So yeah. maybe, maybe they will. It was no. good, yeah. Maybe someone saw the them. Audience. There's scouts, there's talent scouts in the audience ready and to Christina sign them. walked away with the crown of yeah, madness. And was, yeah, and like totally rocking it the next day. Yeah, yeah, she it was really good. good. She looked great. Yeah. So we're talking about the D&D Beyond kickoff party that has been, you guys yeah. have been doing that for the last two events. Yeah, well, I, yeah, so. Stream of Annihilation this is and the, the third, Stream of right? Yeah, so this yeah. is the third event. Wow, yeah, you it's like, like a tradition parties. now, right? Yeah. Exactly. You do something more than once, it's a tradition? Is yeah. that yeah. the way it works? Yeah, yeah. that's the way it works. <laughs> or a habit? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it's that too. Uh, yeah. Which is awesome. It gets everybody together before we do these big events. Yeah, Let's kind of fun. blow off some yeah. steam and get ready and psyched to be together. Everyone So thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've enjoyed it's, about it. It's always wonderful to uh, see everyone. And uh, like I said, this year we added the uh, karaoke element. And so that was, that, that seems like it was a big hit. Will that so. become a tradition? No? It probably will. Yeah, do it yeah. twice. We got to do yeah. it one more time. All yeah. right. <laughs> On the All road right. to tradition. Uh, so you guys have been streaming uh, from your own like yeah. kind of mini studio here all uh, weekend long so far. How's that been going? Yeah, it's it's, it's been going great. I think uh, there's just so much content coming out of this weekend. Yes. Uh, from really really great creators, uh, and it, it's been outstanding to see. And uh, just you know, I love this area behind us here. This is incredible. You know, it's like hopefully people have been able to see these uh, infernal. Uh, war machines back here. You know, it, yeah, it's just—it's okay. it, an incredible setting. You guys have done an outstanding job putting this together, Greg. I know you've had a big part of that, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, like the whole. Part. There was a lot of team yeah. members. <laughs> there, it wasn't just me. We yeah. had uh, amazing folks doing a lot of amazing work. Yeah. So you, you're, you're ring leading though, so you, you you've done good. You've <laughs> yes. done good. Thank you, thank you. It's been fun, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just been loving the. Uh, you know, like with last year and the year before, where there's just this upswell of just love for not just Dungeons and Dragons and the game, but the whole community. Yeah, yeah. right. And D&D Beyond has been a big part of leading that community as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's just so rewarding to see how this game that uh, again so many of us have loved for you know varying lengths of time. I mean, people have been picking it up just this year. People have been playing for forty years or, or whatever. And everyone just loves it. And when you come together, I think it's because, you know, it's a game that requires face-to-face. Like, um, and even if you're remote, like virtual, you're still, like, typically yeah. seeing each other's face. Right. And, uh, and it's that social contract that comes into play there. I think it just makes the D&D community kinder, uh, you know. And uh, so it's really great to get with the community and to see that kindness and to see uh, yeah. just the passion uh, really on display. Very cool. I agree. Summer camp. Summer camp, yeah. yeah. That's it. it is. It's, just, it's nice to see everybody, you know, getting to meet each other face-to-face and the genuine enthusiasm for yeah. for the work that everyone else is doing. So yeah. it's great. It's outstanding. So what's happening with D&D Beyond? You got wow. something new to share with Yeah, us? yeah. So we've been, uh, we've been working really hard. Uh, the team's been growing quite a bit. We've gone from about five developers kind of in our first year to... 
pretty quickly getting up to 20 plus developers at oh. this point in time. Yeah. Whoa. So we, uh, we've been uh, kind of ramping up, spinning up. And so that process takes a little bit of time, but uh, we released a, a pretty big feature yesterday with our encounter builder. Uh, so it is in alpha testing at this point. So if you're a subscriber, you can go in and use the encounter builder now. And the idea is we're trying to get this out as early as we can where subscribers can go in and provide feedback for us where we can make sure that we're building the right thing. Uh, so it, it's very similar to the approach that uh, you know, D&D Next took uh, mm. with what became 5th edition to make sure we expose things really, really early and let people provide that feedback and, uh, and get in there and use it where we're targeting the right things. And release it when it's ready. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Which is and, important. And, and again, it's, um, you know, the feedback is what makes all of that work. And so with the feedback with this, there are, I think, uh, let's see, four different ways that we're asking people to provide feedback. Of course, we have our forums uh, where feedback constantly comes in uh, in already. So we want people to continue to do that. We've got a Discord server now, which uh, oh, cool. you know thousands and thousands of people are starting to come together and, and uh, discuss Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, so we've got a feedback area there that we'd love to see the feedback. And even in the builder itself, we've started using some interesting tools where uh, you can hit this little feedback uh, kind of tag in the bottom of the screen, and it allows you to even draw on the screen if you need to. So it's like, you know, hey, this part right here went wrong. Uh, oh, you know, that's w- cool. We want you to know about it. And so you can uh, lasso that with, uh, you know, a little rectangle, or you can draw smiley faces, or you can say, <laughs> hello, Adam, or whatever you want to do. You <laughs> like know, you can, yeah. maybe, don't, maybe don't do that. That might waste our time a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Like, hello, Adam, <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah. Fix this. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's like, um, but, yeah, it, you know, really trying to parse that feedback and uh, and figure out uh, again what we need to be making and uh, you know the community's been such uh, you know the most vital part of D&D Beyond uh, so far and this approach that we're taking with the Encounter Builder is exciting because uh, it's letting the community get their hands on this even earlier uh, to yeah. help shape that. Yeah, which is you're building the tool for them so it makes yeah. sense that they would be part of the development. It's something awesome. that they've wanted for a long time. So yeah, absolutely. And then one one other thing, we uh, we announced uh, that the uh, biggest Discord bot uh, for Dungeons and Dragons in the world, uh, we have acquired that uh, as of just a couple of days ago. Whoa! So, uh, Breaking it's uh, it's called Avrai, and Avrai is something that people use. Uh, just thousands and thousands of people today are using Discord to play D&D. So, um, you know, if they can't be face-to-face, or sometimes even if they are face-to-face, they'll roll using Discord, they'll look up things using Discord. And so uh, we're going to be taking Avrai and uh, pulling that into the D&D Beyond platform and, uh, you know, allowing people, uh, you know, if you are buying books on DDB, you're going to get all that content unlocked through the bot and, and all of that. That wow! So yeah. Cool. yeah, really. Well, I imagine really that big would news. take a while for all of that to be integrated. Well, the the integrations actually uh, that's the good news is the integration is not going to take too terribly long. And that's one reason that we wanted <laughs> to go and acquire uh, you know someone out in the community that was doing something really really good. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the developer uh, Andrew Zhu is going to be joining the D and uh, D Beyond team to help with that integration, cool. and um, it really is going to just save us a lot of time because developing it ourselves was going to take months and months and uh, so this helps us get down the road a lot quicker and also celebrates the work uh, that Andrew's been putting in for the last couple of years on it. Go Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very excited. Awesome. Cool. Always something good happening with you guys. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. I love the mixture of, because you guys are, you know, not replacing tabletop, but it's the mixture of using technology for the good of tabletop. You and I were on that BBC interview recently, and I think that was a really great point that you brought up. Yeah, it's a, you know, D&D is about that human imagination and that human interaction. And if we start jeopardizing that or impacting that negatively in any way, then we're failing at what we're trying to do. So we're, uh, we really are just trying to enhance and supplement. And, uh, you know, we're going to get down the road as uh, quickly as we can and, uh, and try to make the things that the community needs. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Adam. you. Appreciate it. You guys do great work. Yeah. We forgot to applaud everyone. Yay. We're applauding you. Well I'll done you. for yes. everything D&D Beyond. All right. Thank uh, you. Awesome. 
Hello and welcome back to Dragon Talk from D&D Live 2019, The Descent. We are here with Ben Looms. Yeah. From Sirenscape. How are you, sir? You, well. uh, I just said before we were getting set up that you have been working way harder than everyone the else here. The hardest working I'm not person sure at that, the show. That's, I'm not sure that's true. I have been very, very busy, <laughs> which has been amazing. I feel energized and almost completely exhausted, but not quite yet. You've been doing all of the improvised music and background mm. and sound effects mm. for the main stage games yeah. as well as during the D&D epics. The epics, yeah, yeah. It's Just been super been, fun. Oh, my God. The game yesterday. Oh, uh, those those streams last night and the night before were just so, so amazing, so super exciting, and so fun. I could I could just spend ten minutes just talking about how how amazing it was. But before mm. we do mm. that, mm. maybe we should talk about what Sirenscape yeah. is. People might not have heard. Um, yeah, I was Abarazi. using. Paparazzi. That's right. People will have heard that, that Ben Looms was doing the sound and he's from Sirenscape, but I hope people realize I was actually just using Sirenscape uh, to make all those sounds. Because <laughs> Sirenscape is the app that I made for myself, uh, which, yeah, just does sound and music and uh, it's effects. It's not just sound Sorry, music. not just. It's which, amazing. It turns on the movie soundtrack for your tabletop games. And the main point of Sirenscape is designed for dungeon masters to be able to improvise with, as I have been for hours and hours and hours of the show. Which you prove. That's right. And, and so it's, the whole point is that we're here to role play, we're here to interact and to have a social game and as a dungeon master I was finding that I was sort of trying to run this sound and that sound and things like that but with Sirenscape you just click the button and it goes. Plus you can actually sort of sculpt the narrative yes. and, and those were the moments that I really 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 loved um, in the game especially last night. Um, oh my god. Being able to sort of dip that mood right down and then sort of lift it up. It then... is it's so amazing and I, I know like this is the goal of having a score or a soundtrack mm, is that you're right. you you feel it. Oh absolutely you're like you're you're immersed in it mm, but you don't mm. it's yeah. not like it's subliminal. It's subliminal. Absolutely like I just yeah. felt like yeah. I was yeah. Pulled immediately. That's right. In. So one of the moments I really loved was that little scene between the two cute little people who were being really nice to each other. Oh in yeah. Hell. And, yes. and, and I, I have this lovely uh, happy theme from, yes. the, from the Waterdeep Dragon Heist soundtrack. And you just put it on. It's just in the background. And suddenly everything's sparkly, yep. and it's just a complete, which really sort of highlighted the complete aghastment of the rest of the players at the table. Who's <laughs> like, what? Why are these people being so nice to this imp? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the uh, one of the other moments I loved with the heartbeat, because that's what I really found with these dungeon masters is they talk so much about sound. Like right. it was quite easy to sit there. You know, the dungeon master would say. Uh, you know, all there's silence. You know, so it's whoop, it's push the stop button, and there's right. absolute silence, and that has a really dramatic effect too. Yes, it does when you pull it yeah, all out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and all you can hear is the blood pumping in your head, and you know, we have a heartbeat in Sirenscape, so it's quickly typed I in heartbeat, a lot of that. <laughs> and then scroll and just click and start the heartbeat, and then now all the only sound is kind of this boom, 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 boom. Yep. And then they'd mention something like, ah, uh, there's sort of a. a Un, uneasy feeling, and we have these fantastic uh, sort of ghostly wails, which are actually being recorded by my son Eldon on the cello. Oh, oh that's cool! And I just sort of just you know ghostly type in ghostly wail because and, and there it is. It brings up the sound set, and there's the element. Just boop, just turn that on softly, and then as you say, subliminally, this is kind of like just in the room. Yeah, it's like oh. I loved the whole, because in Chris Perkins' game last night there was the dust storm, yeah. so I just loved like you could just. And it felt mm. like like we were down in, in like mm. in the crevasse, mm. in the storm. Mm. The crevasse. That's right. And that's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, ha! Oh, this and is amazing. There's all those sort of involuntary reactions that we have, you know, just things like a like a dangerous wind sound, which yeah. sort of deep sort of it makes you you know your body actually evolutionarily reacts to the concept that you could have the flesh right, you feel like from you're your on a cliff and you're that's about right. to fall yeah, off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And those creaking sounds and obviously deep deep rumbles in the distance make us really feel on edge without you know any sort of. Uh, without having to do anything deliberate. It just happens involuntarily. Yeah, and it's nice, cool. like the street sounds. I always mm. like just having like, mm. you know, mm. you're like, okay, you're, or the tavern sounds. Yeah, well, it's better than the buzzing fridge. That's what I always used to say. So, <laughs> I, I like to think <laughs> of it, yeah. <laughs> like, what soundtrack do we want to our epic role-playing? Is the buzzing fridge and the people arguing upstairs or, yeah. But you right. don't know, mm. like, what, what is going to happen in no. the game. Like, you're not DMing these games, you're just you're right. DMing the sounds. That's right, yeah. And like so any just... game, and even the DMs don't know what's going to happen no. in the game. It's not like you could script it. It's that's just right. Like... So, and that's, that, that's, that's exactly why I made Sirenscape, because if you're trying to use, like, a YouTube videos or sort of your Spotify playlist or something, yeah. it's really, really hard to react or to, cr- to crossfade from one mood to another or to layer different elements together. Yeah. And Sirenscape makes that really, really super easy and 
and, uh, and yeah, I really felt that like over the last couple of days. Yeah, and, and you become the orchestrator. You like mm. almost feel like, oh, I, I'm you're using a laptop, but like there is the touch button yeah, that's right. aspect to yeah, it. You yeah. can use it on your la uh, uh, tablet as well. Stuff. That's right. Um, yeah. And as a dungeon master, using it in my home game, I don't necessarily mm. have you know, the, mm. the familiarity or the yeah, skill with it right. that you do since you made it, but mm. it's very easy just to, to drop it in mm. and be like, oh, we're mm. in a mm. sewer right now, so mm. let's get the sewerscape uh, kind right. of going, and there's, you know, there's a, a few sound everything. effects yeah, that you can do. Yeah, that's right. And, and we're one thing we've really been working on recently is to improve those search functions and to make them even stronger, because yeah. I've realized that, is that I know where all the sounds are all over the place, and lots of people, lots of players do, but if you have less time, right. then you really want to be able to search and have, have really intelligent results. And in our online player, which is the tool we've built especially for people to play remotely, we actually have a, a, a search algorithm that's really much stronger than the one that's in oh, the standalone cool. players. So the next thing we're doing, and I'm super excited, is to bring that into the, into the standalone players. Nice. So that when you type, for instance, goblin, the first thing that comes up are sound sets that have the, the word goblin in them. So it's, it's not like there might be a goblin bite weapon in some one sample somewhere deep down in the sound set. You're probably not looking for that sound if you're typing in goblin. Right. And then the next returns that come up are actual moods that have the word goblin in them, sort of goblin attack. And then mm. it sort of hierarchically sort of um, returns more and more useful, less and less useful results. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And All right, so then you have the mm. Waterdeep Dragon Heist sound mm. set that came out last year, yeah. but now what is coming up yeah, next? Yeah, super. So that was really our big test to see with the D&D audience. We've, I've been doing this for years, but uh, it's been so beautifully adopted by the D&D audience and the feedback was fantastic and yeah. we love it. So, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff coming out. We've actually put on uh, a lot of extra capacity for building content, which is super cool. So we've got Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Uh, there'll be the first adventure in that coming out very soon as a teaser to as we then f roll out the rest of the adventures. That's awesome. And Dungeon of the Mad Mage. We've got uh, all, all the first six chapters ready to release and, and up for approval very soon. Now, actually, what does that mean? People might not know what that means. I, so, would, I was just yeah, going to say, like, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I don't think people are, they no. might not know mm -hmm. like how so we've just talked, this content is. We've just talked about um, improvising and being able to search through. Well, the point of these uh, packs uh, actually prepared for actual specific adventures is you literally just hit scene one, you know, uh, sort of already, scene two. You've already customized yeah. the sound yeah, to go is, along with absolutely. each of those scenes. Mm. Yeah. So, and you've done it so well for Waterdeep Dragon Heist where each location that's mentioned mm. in even if it's like the first few uh, chapters of that yeah. adventure. So the old Zoblob shop was yeah. the one I was like, I can't believe you actually had yeah. that. It's like a, yeah. like yeah. a two-paragraph description yeah. in the book itself, but it's got its own soundscape mm. and it feels exactly like I would have wanted that to feel like oh, when you. you press that button. Yeah, the D&D team That's has amazing. been super engaged in really crafting these and making sure that <clears throat> uh, my imagination matches their imagination, including putting their own voices in, including you, Greg, who did the, the uh, spoiler, the, the large dreadful creature at the end of uh, Dragon Heist. Oh. True, it's exactly. spectacular. With some so, transformation effects yeah. in there that work out really well. Fantastic. I'm in there. Shelly's in there mm -hmm. too. Shelly's in I there, was absolutely. Crying yes, and yes. Laughing. Yes. A crying woman. I was, like, I was the wailing woman. Yep. <laughs> so in fact, you would have been in the games last night and, and the night before because there was lots of wailing. I was in, in there. In yeah, mixed in there. Did you hear yourself wail? No, because that's the other thing that you're amazing at is like you can take like any sound and then you can distort it yeah. into like oh, absolutely. something completely different. Yeah. So download the app. This is the thing I'm most proud of. Yes. You can go to, go to sirenscape.com slash download. Just download it for free. You don't even have to register or anything. And play back the red dragon battle sounds. And that dra and listen to this lovely little little light sort of, you know, <laughs> voice. And then listen to the red dragon roars. And that's my voice. And I'm super proud because it's super manly. Speaking of your voice, yeah. you'll be doing some singing yes. later on tonight. Yes. Your background is yeah, as a opera singer. Opera Absolutely. Singer. Opera singer and composer. So Nice. I can't super, wait for everyone. You'll be wearing this costume, excited. I assume. Yes, I will. And we've rewritten the words of a very famous song to uh, be specific to the Dungeons & Dragons world, and it's just so amazing. I can't wait. Oh, it's it's going to be so good. Uh, that is tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Basically, we'll be starting as close to 5 p.m. Pacific yep. time here on all of our channels, uh, but watch it on twitch.tv slash dnd, and uh, you'll get to see the lovely pipes. You'll yes. hear the lovely hear the pipes, pipes of, right. of, uh, of, of Ben saying it up. Yes. Yeah, MC. That's, that's right. Uh, awesome. Can't wait for all that. Download Sirenscape right now. Thank you, Ben. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Lovely. Ben. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dragon Talk. I am Greg. I Who are am you? Shelley. And we have Lisa and Matt from Dungeon Masters Guild. Yay! To you guys. Well done. Looky, looky, looky. Yeah. What have you got here? We are here 
Um, if folks don't know what Dungeon Master's Guild is, if you're looking for adventures, rule supplements, player options, monsters, Dungeon Master's Guild is like the marketplace to go to for 5e stuff from the community, but also classics. Like we've got like a Ravenloft and Richton's guide here. No, um, everything. And if you are a content creator. Yeah, if you're a content creator, whether you're a Dungeon Master who has some like cool ideas, um, or even the lead designer of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, uh, you can go to Dungeon Master's Guild and publish your stuff for fun uh, and profit. Um, and look at these. What, you're, I'm at. I'm how like, are you? Hey. Uh, plus, we have all of the Adventures <laughs> League. Uh, so you, if you don't have a convention to go to, but you want to buy, check out the latest season, you can buy and play the Adventures at your house or at your local game store. Um, we have collections in print plus the convention content. Um, and yeah, that's uh, always great too because people, you know, early on in, in fifth edition were like, "How do we get these bite-sized adventures exactly, yeah. uh, uh, to play?" And now those are all available. If you just want, you know, a, a quick experience, you can get that all on Dungeon Master's Guild. In addition to all the amazing stuff that the community is making. Yeah. Plus, we have all of the extra life PDFs like uh, One Grung and oh, right. Lost Laboratory. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can get some really great adventures or new material that supports a great cause, and we have those available year-round. And folks know us for our like humongous digital PDF library, uh, but we actually brought today to show off some of our print-on-demand books. Which is you can amazing. get like actual shiny, awesome hardcovers. This one's uncaged. Yeah, hold it steady. Just hold oh, it steady sorry. so I can get the shot. I was like, I want to move back. Sorry, I'm, I'm really excited. Here's my hand model. Yeah. Skills. <laughs> this cover, I love. It's I love so it. good. Yeah, by Samantha it. Darcy. She did an amazing job. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Uncaged. Uh, folks who watch D&D News uh, might have heard... <laughs> Rub it uh, in. Might have, <laughs> might have heard of Uncaged, uh, but this is volume one of four. Hundreds of writers, uh, some D&D um, uh, designer veterans, some it's their first time being published. Uh, but it's all about taking female tropes um, in mythology and legends and all different cultures and turning them on their head. We've got uh, like at least two Medusas in yeah. cosplay here, which I'm sure we're all inspired by Uncaged. Yeah. One of the things I love about this series is it's partnering brand new writers with experienced writers. Yes. And they're collaborating to put out these amazing adventures. Awesome stuff. I'm getting it. Yeah. And, the, and the print on demand looks really, really it's good. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's not yeah, even print on demand. Like it's like, good, here's a book. Like a good page. Like there's full. Uh, so we're yeah, holding it who, still, Greg. Who did all, all grown up? The art. Um, is it various Various folks. Yeah, there are That's various it. folks from the community. Uh, like So like this one is by Sammy Ward. Um, Kayla Klein illustrated this really gorgeous um, snake monster. Here it is. Bam. What? From a Chinese legend. Ooh, that I love all that too. Yeah. Cool. You mentioned the uh, Heroes of Baldur's Gate one too. Uh, yeah. And uh, do we know the, the the lead designer of of ba the Baldur's Gate and the second yeah, Baldur's Olin Gate? James Olin and uh, his crew put together basically the, uh, all of their ideas from the video game now has a as an epic campaign oh and a source God. book, so you can get started in Baldur's Gate and run on your own adventures or follow their quest through. Um, and he's got recommendations for different eight eras that you can play. So the timeline for the depending on when, where when your game takes place and when it connects with some of the the what Wizards of the Coast cool books idea. too. So one of the newest uh, uh, Wizards yeah. of the Coast employees, yeah. uh, uh, James Olin, as well, starting up a new fun thing in Austin, Texas. He was working on this when he was before yeah. he got hired, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, he emailed me several months ago, and we were talking about releasing it uh, on DM's Guild as both PDF and hardcover at the same time. Nice. And in the middle of that process of getting the proofs, he uh, emailed. He's like, "I've got a, a secret announcement that I can't tell you about coming up." Uh -uh. <laughs> so. Uh, when can we get this out? So we timed it very close to the announcement for the very new project. Very cool, right? Yeah. Always, always be branding those folks. Very I love smart, it. Very smart. Awesome. Well, Another thank you guys. Book. It's so beautiful. They all look like you know published books. And then the books. classics too. You yeah, uh, I've got a huge. Um, uh, I would say about 60, 70 percent of the back catalog, all the way from OD and D through third and fourth, available in print now on DM's Guild. That's so cool. I there love it. There is a wealth of content available. Everyone needs to check it out. Everyone needs to take a picture. <laughs> we are so excited. D&D uh, &D Live has been uh, so fun. I love that your guys' booth has been uh, popping all weekend long. Yeah. yeah. People want, people keep trying to buy our books. But you can go to DungeonMastersGuild.com <laughs> uh, to find them. Print on demand. 
Yes. All right. Excellent. You guys are fantastic. Uh, any last words before we, we, we close out our Dragon Talk segments here at d, &D Live? Yeah, I mean, um, Dungeon Master's Guild is so much more than a platform. Uh, it really is a community where authors collaborate on awesome stuff like Uncaged. So follow us at uh, DMs underscore guild, DMS underscore guild on Twitter, um, Dungeon Master's Guild on Facebook, or follow hashtag DMs Guild. Yeah, we've Excellent. got a great community of creators on the Facebook group. If you're a little nervous about creating your first adventure, jump yeah. in, and a bunch of people that have been doing this for a while are full of ideas and helpful advice. Yeah, so. everyone wants to help each other. Awesome. awesome. Oh, great. Those were some of our fun interviews from D&D &D Live 2019, The Descent. That was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're a really good actress. Everyone believed you when he said, that was so fun. For a minute, I felt like we were really already there. We're back. We're back. <laughs> I, we I went to the future. And then and it was so fun, Greg. You're going to have so much fun. Does everything work out? Everything is great. It's better than you can imagine. You actually cry several times. More times <laughs> than I did In during this trip of many eyes. And everybody has so much fun. And they say that it was the best event they've ever been to. <sighs> and they pour Gatorade on your head. I love it. Thank yep. you, Shelly. Yes. I really hope that comes true. Well, and you know it does because you saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it with my own eyes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and the craft service table is were, amazing. I can tell you there was a... Uh, you know, semicircle of adoring fans around you, and they were all saying, like, Shelly, 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 you inspire us. Oh, I remember. It was so beautiful and wonderful. You make all of our dreams come true. I do. Flapper. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all doing flapper cosplay, and then all of a sudden there's just all, the, their wings start flapping, and, and then, whoosh, oh my God, I you rise cried, into the air. and so hard. Then you get too close to the sun and your wings start to burn and you fall down. And then it smelled like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you also uh, ate a lot of food at this craft service table. I did. Mostly Bane's. Bangs? Beans. Bane. Beans. Can you put that in my rider? <laughs> yes. I need beans on that. I don't eat that many beans anymore. Oh, you're, you're, you're anti-beans. Not anti, right. just like probably shouldn't eat as many as I was eating. Everybody who's like run bean companies are a little bit mad yeah. now listening to this podcast. They're oh, like, really? Shelly's anti-beans. I'm that not like, anti-beans. That was like 90% of our, I just don't our revenue stream. I was... don't consume as many in one sitting as I once did. I see. That's, well, that's... So now I just sprinkle them out throughout the day. Oh, like sprinkles. Beans here, like, beans there. I'm gonna have some ice cream. Bean. Put some beans put on the some ice cream. Beans on it. Put a ring on it. <laughs> you may put a ring on it. I may put a bean on it. <laughs> <laughs> put a bean on it. <laughs> Trademark that. Uh, we're a little bit loopy uh, because we went to the future. We went to the past. Yeah, no, that it time happens. travel is like woof, messes with your head. Exactly. So thank you for bearing with us. I hope you enjoyed uh, our. Uh, time off uh, and listening to these interviews from D&D &D Live. If you want to check out all the videos on demand for that, they are available on all of the platforms, including Twitch, YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter Video, Mixer, uh, and uh, you should check them all out and share them with your friends because the more people who find out what's going on with Dungeons & Dragons, the happier yes. this world will and be. There's so much good stuff. Exactly. I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter. Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. Find out about Dungeons and Dragons at Wizards underscore DND. Also at DungeonsandDragons.com. Where can uh, people find you? I'm at Shelly Moo on Twitter. Shelly Moo as a noble writer on Facebook. Avalon Hill 2 on Twitter and Avalon Hill Games on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, also here in the studio as we're recording this, we have all of the leftover swag from D&D Live and we're going to dump it all here on top of us right now. I hope I get the t-shirt. <laughs> oh! Oh! Foley Ooh. artists. We're Foley artists. Beans. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.